0: So this place, Chapel Branch Nature Reserve, it's like literally one of my favorite places. It's definitely one of my favorite places in Seaford. So I'm at this crossroads, You've got this trail going that way, this one going down to the creek, and this one going out to beech tree. I'd say let's go down to the creek. People. I see dead people yeah so we abandoned the idea of the creek so running out here in the woods first there's something about the air out here you know what I mean something about the air is so fresh and it's just so beautiful so now I just realized I forgot my notes they're on my phone Hey, what's up? All right, Colossians 1:6. This same good news that came to you is going out all over the world. It's bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives just as it changed your lives from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. All right, six points. First one, spiritual formation, not more information, is the missing piece. He says the same gospel that came to you is changing lives everywhere just like it changed your lives. The same gospel that came to you, the same gospel that later on they will be tempted to leave when they say, oh, it's not working. But the problem is, it's not that it's not working. The problem is that sometimes we deal with the gospel as information when it's meant to be taken deeply into our hearts so that it can bring transformation. And when we allow it to do that, it works amazingly. Oh, Number two, Based on this one verse, believers are part of a global movement of light that is spreading all over the world and overtaking the darkness. He says the same gospel that came to you is growing and spreading and changing lives everywhere. People who are in Christ are, are united to this global movement that has, from the resurrection of Jesus till now, ceaselessly, and his, his look at the data, the data bears this out, from the moment of the resurrection until right now, the body of Jesus in the world has continuously grown without stopping. And I did a little research the other night and I thought it was interesting that the most religious parts of the church are not necessarily growing very quickly, but the most charismatic, the charismatic wing of the Christian church is growing like wildfire, okay? And I find that interesting. And you know, Tim Freed just bought a house and he said, one of the kids came to him and said, Dad, there's like, uh, uh, there's a bird bath and a bench in here. And he said, no, there's not, you're crazy. And they cut down a bunch of bushes and vines and lo and behold, there was. Okay, so in the parts of the church that don't have the overgrowth of human tradition and and the theories of humans, the gospel is spreading just fine. Sometimes you look at history and you look at the news and you feel like everything's getting terrible. But the truth is, from heaven's perspective, the light is increasing, the body of Christ is moving on in power, and the gospel is working. I mean, you can't tell me that, that tree doesn't look like a dude dove out of the sky headfirst into the ground and got stuck in You know what I'm saying? Point three, the gospel is transformational by nature. It says this gospel changed your life and it's changing the lives of everyone who truly believes, who truly uh, hears with understanding. Amazing, so, it, so it's bearing its fruit All over the world, it's bearing its fruit by changing lives. Well, in what way is the gospel changing lives? It's changing lives by taking people who didn't know God and didn't have hope and were living for themselves and for selfishness, and sin was eating their lunch, and despair was their daily bread. All right? And it's giving them the truth of the grace of Jesus, which creates hope in their hearts, but puts trust in Jesus in them, and builds in them love via the Holy Spirit. They become brand new people, they get out of the inheritance from Adam, which is selfishness, and they get into the inheritance of Jesus, which is intimacy, life, grace, and love. Let's do some ASMR. I'll touch the microphone gently, and it'll be so relaxing. Is this good content? Number four, point number four. The gospel's transformation is both an event and an ongoing process. He says, it's changing lives everywhere just like it changed your lives from the first day you heard and understood. Now, from the first day means there was a time when it started. The day you heard of it, Something changed. You made the big conversion to Jesus. The really big conversion to Jesus is when you turn from self to Jesus. But since then till now, since then, it's changing lives just like it changed your life ever since. Nah, notice that. Ever since the day. That means ever since that one day, your life has been changing. Ah, you were in a crisis, there was an event of turning to Jesus, the big conversion. And then ever since then, there have been the thousands of little conversions to Jesus' way of thinking and being awesome. Is this what they mean? Are we doing it? Is this cinematic yet? Shooting through objects? Number five, the only kind of knowledge of the gospel that transforms is the first hand experiential knowledge. It says, ever since you heard and understood, and that word understood is from the Greek word to know, which means to know firsthand, to know intimately, to know experientially. To know in this way is very different than to have the information. We're talking about actually receiving the grace of Jesus. Now, to the extent that we actually personally receive the grace of Jesus, to that extent and to that extent alone, it changes us and transforms us and brings us life. To the extent that it's just up here, it doesn't. This is why so many people talk about the 18 inch journey from the head to the heart. For most of us, we have a form of godliness, but we deny the power because we don't actually really believe it. We only say we do. It's surface belief. It's not even mustard seed belief because if it were mustard seed belief, Jesus says you could tell the mountain to go throw itself in the sea and it would obey you. And so the fact that we can throw the mountain in the sea means we have even smaller than mustard seed faith. In other words, most of us have a problem of pretending we believe things that we don't actually believe. And James says, if you have faith, you're going to show it by your actions. So if we looked at our lives to see what we believe, we would, re- we would realize that a lot of what we say we believe is only head knowledge. It's only doctrinal affirmation, and it's not received truth. It's not the understanding that Paul talks about here in Colossians 1, 6. And the sixth one. If you want transformation, you've got to stick to the message of grace. He says, ever since you first heard and understood the message or the truth of, about God's wonderful grace. That is amazing. So this is, we are the message that transforms is the truth about God's wonderful grace. It's about what is finished. It's about the finished work of Jesus being received. That's what transformed. It's about the gift of eternal life. It's about the gift of forgiveness. It's about the gift of relationship. It's about the gift of the indwelling Christ living in and through me. It's about the, the indwelling spirit of the, of, Father, of the Father. It's about the affections of the Father that are perpetually unearned and received as gift to flow in me and through me. It's as we stay, as we start in grace and the the grace is the finished work of jesus the covenant he made with the father that we just get in on the grass we just get in because we contacted him we don't earn it we don't prove that we've earned it we don't prove that we're worthy of it we actually settle down into it it's john 15 you're the i'm the vine you're the branches you just remain in me my word remain in you and you will bear much fruit and apart from me you can do nothing it's first John that says we love him because he first loved us so the foundation of this is the truth of the grace of God that he loved us while we were yet sinners and as we receive that it produces life in us In Romans chapter seven, Paul says that if we stay in the law, the law will provoke the flesh and we will be under the power of sin. But if we step out from law into the place of grace, then the spirit can come and we can fall in love with God and Jesus himself will live this thing out through us and all who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. He says the creation is longing for the glorious freedom of the children of God to be revealed. In other words, the gospel is so incredibly powerful, it's the only thing that transforms us and the gospel is the message of grace And to the extent that we stay in grace and start in grace is the extent to which we will not just bear fruit initially and change, but continuously grow and grow and grow and look more and more like God. If you stop changing, you've probably strayed away from grace. If you stop falling in love with Jesus, you've probably strayed away from grace. If you stopped loving people, you've probably lost sight of what grace is thinking and saying about them. Ah, come on, those are your six points. Let me read them one more time. Point one, spiritual formation. Not more information is usually the missing piece. The simple gospel that we first received has to change us. Believers, number two, are part of a global movement of light that is spreading and it is winning. We're on the winning team here, kiddos. Point number three, the gospel is transformational by nature, in fact, everywhere we we just let it be itself, where we don't cloud it with human tradition and human stuff, it changes lives. Number four, the gospel's transformation is both an initial event of conversion to Jesus and an ongoing process of being converted to Jesus' way of thinking and being. Now, point number five, the only gospel, the only knowledge of the gospel is the first hand experiential knowledge. We got to receive this thing personally and start like, come on, dig it. And number six, if you want transformation, you have to stick to the message of grace. If you stray from grace, you will stray from the power of the gospel. If you stray from grace, you'll put yourself back under law and get back into sin. If you stray from grace, you'll get back into either rebellion or religion. When you start to think the gospel is about what you contribute apart from God rather than what you do in God and through God to the glory of God, how can you do something to the glory of God if, if you did it apart from him? If you did it apart from Him, you should get the glory. The fact that we do everything to the glory of God should indicate to us that everything in the whole Christian life is powered by the indwelling Christ. (laughs) Come on! The very nature of the gospel takes the legs out of human boasting because it's Jesus at work in and through us. Philippians 1 says it's the righteous character worked in us through Jesus Christ or by Jesus Christ. Come on, this whole gospel is not us living for God, but Christ in us so that we become who we are. And I would say it this way, it's not less of me and more of him, it's all of me filled with all of him because there was a time when he didn't have me and he didn't like it as much, so he created me because he thought it was good and then after he created me, he saw that what he made was very good. The problem is not that I'm not very good as I am in Christ, the problem is what I became in Adam, but if you get me out of Adam and you put me in Christ and you let me stay rooted in Christ, then what grows up in Tim Miller is a good, good being who's filled with love and looks like his papa. and all who are led by the Spirit of God who would live under this grace so that that the Spirit can keep flowing are the sons of God and this then fulfills our destiny on earth and we look like Jesus and stop whining about the trial and instead we rise up in the midst of the trial and we say, Papa, teach me, shape me, mold me. All I want to hear is your voice, not the voice of any other thing. All right, people, come on. God's a good gospel, baby. It's a good gospel. Good gospel. I mean, I don't even know if this is going to be feasible because... So dang bright out. Oh, I got to shut the sunroof that might help it. I got some time actually. Maybe I can drive it down to a uh, down to uh, the river. Should I drive you down to the river? You see that? That's the Wonka Chocolate Factory. I'm going to show you this barge. Some people say, but Tim, you only wear a hat to keep your bald spot from getting sunburned. And I say, that's true.